been sharing with you from uh, the angel Gabriel uh, during this Christmas season. And uh, he showed up four different times during the Christmas story. Um, the first week he showed up um, to Zechariah. And he goes to Zechariah in Luke um, chapter 1. And he says, Fear not, for your prayer has been heard. And so we listen to the angel Gabriel and we, we understand that he wants us to pray bold prayers even when they go for years unanswered. He wants us not to give up praying boldly. And a lot of times that's a big temptation for us. We just get tired of praying and not seeing any answers to our prayers. And so the angel says to Zechariah, Fear not, your prayer has been heard. And we're encouraged to pray bold prayers. Then the angel comes to Mary. And she is a virgin. And she is betrothed to be married. And the angel says, fear not, for you will be with child. And she knows she hasn't been with anyone. There is no way for her to be pregnant and the, the angel Gabriel says to her, Fear not, for nothing is impossible with God. And so we learn from the angel Gabriel that time that you and I are to be people who do not fear impossible things. But we need to have faith and remember that nothing is impossible with God. And then last week we looked at the story of Joseph where the angel comes to Joseph and Joseph is the betrothed of Mary and she's pregnant and he can't explain that and she can't explain it in a way that satisfies him and he decides the best thing for him to do would be to divorce her quietly. And the angel shows up right at that time and says, Joseph, fear not to take Mary home as your wife. But that would have been a very difficult thing. It would have been an embarrassing thing. It would have been something that in Jewish culture in that day would not have made him look good. It would have been difficult obedience. And that's exactly what the angel Gabriel was coming to tell us. Do not fear difficult and hard obedience. When God calls you to do something that is hard, something that may be even embarrassing, maybe something that other people simply don't understand, when God calls you to do that, don't fear. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and obey. Today we come to the last time. It's nice that he worked this out and only came four times in the Christmas narrative. <laughs> don't want to be preaching through this in February yet. Um, but um, he comes, and this last time through, he says to the shepherds, Fear not, for unto you this day, in the city of David, a Savior is born. And so he says to them, Do not fear salvation. And he says that to shepherds. The text is with us in Luke chapter 2 verse 8 through 20. And it says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. So the last time the angel Gabriel appears in the Christmas narrative, it is to these shepherds. The shepherds were not the group that people in the first century would have expected the shepherds to go to. We expect it. We've heard this story ever since we were in Sunday school. We just expect the shepherds would, you know, that the angels would be just excited to go share what they shared with shepherds. But nobody in the first century would have thought that. (laughs) This was not the group that anyone would have anticipated angels going and appearing to. They were not politically influential. They were not religiously significant. They were not um, socially important. And they were not intellectually sophisticated. They were not in Jerusalem. They were not, and they were not even allowed to be in any holy place. They were out in the fields watching their sheep surrounding Bethlehem. Now, not only would this not have been anticipated, that angels would come to shepherds, it would have been a stunning surprise. Among the Jews in that day, the shepherds were very much looked down on. If there was any one group of people that you would put your nose up in the air at, you would put your nose up when you went to a shepherd. The Talmud, which is a summary of Jewish law, says that shepherds were not even allowed in the courts as witnesses. (laughs) In another Jewish writing and summary of Jewish law that I can't pronounce, so I won't, it says Jews were instructed specifically not to help a shepherd when they were in need. They were not to help heathen in need. So it's interesting that it connects heathen and shepherds together in one category and says, don't help them. (laughs) Help everyone but heathen and shepherds. So, interesting, they saw no difference at all between them. 
So no one in that day would have expected angels to show up to shepherds. And then for a heavenly host to come singing with shepherds. The Mishael, the Mishnah, tells us that the sheep that were used for the religious sacrifice in Jerusalem were all raised in these fields right around Bethlehem. Bethlehem's about three miles away from Jerusalem. And so in the fields all lying around Bethlehem is exactly where the sheep that went to the sacrifices that all the religious elite used were raised by those shepherds just a few miles away. (laughs) These shepherds were the people that made it possible for the Jewish temple worship and the sacrifices, and yet they were snubbed, yet they were rejected by the religious elite. And so here at Christmas, at the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, here comes this angel Gabriel, and he's talked to Zechariah, and he's talked to Mary, and he's talked to Joseph, And where does he choose to go to next? He goes to shepherds out in the field who are just busy at work. Now, it's not too surprising to any of us that the angel came to the shepherd. If you look in the Old Testament, God always had a liking for shepherds. Maybe the Jews didn't, but God always did. Abraham... Isaac and Jacob, they were all shepherds. King David was called from tending his sheep to come shepherd God's people. And Jesus, when he grew up in John chapter 10, declared, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So these angels, who do they choose to come to? They choose to come to the poor, to the rejected, to the working, humble shepherds who are just simply out there in the field watching their flocks. And I think one of the things that this passage tells us is that when you and I are busy going about our daily duties, our regular secular responsibilities, we are never out of the way of God coming and visiting us. In fact, it may be that we are more prone in your workplace to have God come and visit you there than it is for the man or for the woman who is a religious professional and steeped up in some church office. This is where God and the angels appear, to shepherds out in the fields, watching their flock. But those shepherds remember who they are and who they think society says they are. And when an angel comes, every time in the scriptures, people are just scared. (laughs) They think somehow God is coming to just, you know, take them out or something or other. And they're scared every time an angel shows up, even though every time an angel comes, he says, fear not. 
But this group of people might have had more reason than any other group of people to think that this angel had really come to do them in, to punish them in some way, shape, or form. And, and we have a little bit of a different word used here for their reaction that you don't find in other reactions. The others were scared, fearful. But here it says these shepherds were full overflowing with fear, terrified, uh, is another translation. And so you can just think of something that's just bubbling over, <laughs> fearful of these shepherds. And then it says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, I don't know um, what that would be like. I, I would love to have been there. I would love to have seen that, to have witnessed that. Um, it must have been awe-inspiring. It must have been bright. It must have been indescribable. But the full result is that these shepherds were absolutely terrified, and they were filled with fear. Incredible. These shepherds, in particular, might have been imagining all kinds of reasons why these angels would be there to dump out God's wrath on them. But the angel says to them, fear not, in words of gentle comfort and encouragement. And then he goes on to say, for unto you a child is born. Not to the politically influential, not to the religious elite, not to the people in Jerusalem, not to all the other people, but unto you, shepherds, a child is born who will save my people from their sins. <laughs> we have nothing to fear because God is sending his son. And it is good news of great joy. And the good news for us is that regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in in our lives, God is with us because of Christmas. One of the purposes of the Incarnation is for you and I to find great joy and comfort in the fact that God has come to live life with us. And that should strip our lives of fear. Now, there is another phrase that is significant in this passage. And that is the angel's remarks that this good news of great joy is for all people. That is the point, I think, of the angel specifically targeting the shepherds and coming to them. It is for all people, people that you snub your nose at, people that you don't think would, you know, God would lower himself to reach out to. The gospel is for all people. 
The angel comes to shepherds instead of priests and kings and teachers of the law and Pharisees and all of those people. The good news is universal. It is for all people. Jesus did not come for the select few. And then he's born in a manger. Now, the unique thing about a manger is that everyone has access to it. But it's getting more and more difficult to even have access in a hospital to where a child is. (laughs) Not everyone has access to see that precious new baby that has just been born in the hospital. And for good reason. But not everyone has access to that. Not everyone has access to a palace. If Jesus had been born in a palace... Not everyone has access to the temple or to the Holy of Holies if Jesus had been born there. But everyone has access to a stable. (laughs) Anyone can get to a stable. Anyone that would dirty their shoes can get to a manger. Jesus comes for all people. John writes, he came to his own. And his own did not receive him. But to all who received him, he, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. If God will come to shepherds, then he cares about you, and he will come to you, and he will save you, and he will make you a child of God, and he will be with you. And more than that, he will take you and he will use you to take the gospel to other people who do not know him, to all people, to people that you might not suspect would ever get saved. Those shepherds left that day and they went back glorifying and praising God and telling other people about what they had been told and what they had seen. As we celebrate Christmas and on this Christmas Eve day, I want to remind you of what the angel had to say in regard to fear not. Some of you have prayers that you've been praying, bold prayers for a long time, and you've kind of gotten weary of just keeping on praying. And the angel says, fear not. Your prayer has been heard. just hasn't been answered yet. Keep praying. For some of you, you're dealing with impossible odds. and, And you're discouraged in all of that. And the angel says, fear not, for with God all things are possible. For some of you, you, you know what God wants you to do. You just haven't done it yet. You're just waiting. It's, it's difficult. It's not what you want to do. It's not going to be popular. And, and, and you have all kinds of rationale that you've been building up to make the case before God why you shouldn't do what he, you know he wants you to do. And the angel Gabriel says, fear not to do the hard obedience, the thing that is difficult to do. Don't fear that. Some of you may feel like 
Well, salvation is for Adrian Timmons, or salvation is for someone else. Salvation is for this person or that person or someone else, but certainly not for me. And the angel says, fear not, for the gospel is for all people, all people. Salvation is for everyone. And the way we come to know Christ, the way we come to let Jesus become alive within us, is first of all to just admit that we're sinners, that we need a Savior. But secondly, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that what he did on the cross atones for my sin. And then thirdly, that I just confess Christ and I commit my life to following him.